Coming up on this episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show, it's episode 61, and I'm having a new and amazing friend of mine on who I met at Tropical Think Tank, Miss Joanna Galvo. She is from Portugal, and she is a brilliant designer working with some of the biggest names in lifestyle design and marketing. I'm so excited for her to share her work with you today, and stay tuned for how she can help you. Marketing isn't a department. It's a lifestyle. And it's time to start acting like it. You're listening to the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Real world advice from extraordinary professionals who who want you to build killer brand awareness as naturally as, well, well, being human. Ready to kill it? Here's your host, founder and face of SavvySexySocial.com, Amy Schmidauer. What's up, socials? Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show, episode 61. That feels legit. (laughs) I am very excited about the guest I'm bringing on to chat with us today. I know that we all kind of go through our little design struggles, and it's very important to have somebody that actually knows what they're doing help us talk about this and figure it out and present our brands in the best way possible both online and off. So very excited to have Joanna Galvo on today. She is brilliant. I just met her at Tropical Think Tank, which I can't stop talking about. Obviously, I was affected forever by that event. You guys know that listening to the show. Uh, But we became fast friends. She's super brilliant. She's working with some of the biggest names in marketing and um, lifestyle design today. So there's going to be a lot we get to learn from her. But before I get into that, I want to let you know that today's amazing sponsor of the show is our friends at Bluehost. If you go to SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost, you will hear more about what they have to offer you. But let me tell you what they offer me as this music is so gracefully fading out. They really, really helped me step up my game on my website. I was with some no-name host before that was really not making sure that my site was loading quickly and efficiently, backing everything up properly. And when I switched to Bluehost, everything just got extremely more reliable. So I am so excited that they work with us for the Marketing Lifestyle Show to make sure that you guys have that same support. Go to SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost. You will hear more on that website about what they can get you for such a small amount of money, like literally maybe five bucks a month you could be paying for hosting. So go check it out, SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost. I want to jump straight into this interview. Just love when I have a good conversation to share. And this is one of those times. Joanna Galvo from Joanna Galvo Design. She's based in Portugal, which is totally fun. And she's going to talk to us a little bit today about how she gets inspired for design and how she comes up with these great ideas for people who are really trying to put their best marketing lifestyle forward online by having their brand designed and represented properly. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this. Let's just get right into it with Joanna. Joanna. 
Okay, once again, super, super excited about my guest today. I think that's only because I recruit people to be on the show that I really, really, really enjoy. (laughs) And this is a new friend of mine, but I feel like we're fast, fast friends. We met at Tropical Think Tank, which a lot of you know, I just got back from... um, man, has it been almost a month now, I guess, that we've been back uh, in the Philippines. But uh, yeah, we really hit it off and she's doing amazing things in the design space. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. My guest is Joanna Galbo from Joanna Design. What's up, Joanna? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Amy. Oh my gosh. I'm well, obviously you knew I was like, okay, you have to be on my podcast. And you're like, that's great. I don't do that very often. I should do that more. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay. So just to give everybody a little bit of a rundown, I love your Twitter bio. So I'm going to read that if that's okay. It's kind of cheating because I didn't write my own bio for you, but I really, really like how you phrased it. And I think it's going to set the conversation off just right. So Mm -hmm. it says, I elevate the brands of ambitious entrepreneurs through beautiful and memorable design. When I'm not dancing my heart out, ask me about my mood board obsession. So there's like a million things I want to talk about in that very short, short bio. But let's start with the mood board obsession, because when we started talking about a potential project that I would love to have you help me with in terms of design, you were like, okay, well, we're going to do a couple of different mood boards to kind of just give you an idea. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) that's so like cool and professional all at the same time. So talk to me about that. Like, where is that coming from? Well, you know, when you get a magazine and you just want to cut it all up, yes. maybe that's just me. And I literally just subscribed to like five <laughs> magazines yesterday with some of my frequent flyer miles. And I, cause I'm obsessed with them. I just flip through them really fast and look for things that are visually amazing so that I can put them on my, on my cork board, my vision board. Yeah. So that's, what I love to do for everyone. So I, you know, I kind of get to know your personality and think what you might like visually. And I just start, you know, collating it all together. And, um, but then it, you know, gets a bit more in depth than that. So we start to see common themes emerging and then we create, um, a mood board that is, that has a big idea behind it. And it's just really fun to try and find all the visuals that go well together and tell a story. Absolutely. I just, I'm like excited. I'm like, I don't even care what my end product looks like. I just want to see what happens when you make me a mood board. (laughs) You should see my Pinterest account. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, I have to look at that. Everybody go. I think I have uh, over 200 boards. I mean, like that is, that's exactly the modern day, you know, vision board, mood board. I mean, whatever your board of choice is. I mean, I really just use Pinterest on a personal level, not so much for marketing, but I like it just for sort of, okay, like I, I don't want to put this, I don't want to put everything in my Amazon wish list, but I would like to just save some visuals in a place where I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go shopping in my Pinterest board real quick. And remember (laughs) some of the stuff that I've been trying to remind myself to buy when I've got a little bit of extra money to, to spoil myself. I love Pinterest for that reason reason. So it must be really useful for you in sort of compiling ideas. Do you tend to get customers from there as well? Or do you feel like you're using it personally? Um, I, I'm definitely using it personally. Haven't uh, gotten any business from it yet. Um, probably not using it right for that, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we have a, a board per client, but those are secret. Oh, and then don't you got- love secret Pinterest boards. 
<laughs> that was the one feature that I they came out with, and I was like, that's smart. That's yeah, very thank smart. God they they added more secret boards because they only used to have three. Oh, that's right. And so I used to have to code my client boards so that people wouldn't realize, oh, that's Derek Halpern's board. I wonder <sighs> what she's pinning. <laughs> oh my gosh. That so everything was in code language. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Okay. So you, we're, we're definitely going to look at your Pinterest account because you know, maybe you'll start getting customers from it, but you have such a great approach to design by just doing what, you know, anybody that, that is really just trying to do a better job of sort of brainstorming visually would do. And it's, you know, in the old days it was, it was cut out magazines. And I think for the people that still love to hold paper, which I do, I like to read a a hardcover book and I like to order magazines and I like to cut them all up. Um, that can still be a thing, but the modern day is the Pinterest board. So it's such a great resource for that. So Yeah. And you know what um, people can do too, which is really useful is they can create a Pinterest board of visuals they think their audience like. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, where does your audience shop? What brands do they love? You know, what visuals do they like? And then you start to see what your brand should look like to attract them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so smart. And then at the same time, you're, you're really doing a good job of using the social atmosphere of Pinterest to market your brand because you're attracting them with what you are compiling there. And it's really hard to create a vibrant and exciting Pinterest account to look at when it's all about you. I mean, like really do you, unless you have that many assets to share, which is really nice. If you do, there's still going to be a lot of stuff externally that you can pull in, refer people to, but it's still helping you build your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So talk to me. I mean, you just name dropped pretty big time, uh, Derek Halpern, who is a big, uh, business and marketing guy in this online space. So you do some work with him. I mean, talk about that. Talk about your clientele and what people like Derek are doing that motivate you to want to work with that level, that caliber, that ambition um, in terms of entrepreneur? Yeah, well, I, I still have to pinch myself <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when, I, when I look at my client board in my office and I see all their faces. Um, well, you know, I got into this world because um, I started following Marie Forleo and I, I saw the freedom she had to create what she wanted and make a living off of it. So then I started to follow Derek and Lewis house and, you know, all these other influencers and they were at the beginning there. I never even thought they could be my clients. They were just inspiring me to Mm -hmm. do what I loved and to really be ambitious and take it to the next level. And it was by reaching out to them and saying, thank you so much. Your work has made such a difference. This is what I did. This is how I applied your teachings. Mm -hmm. Um, That ended up being how I got them as clients. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? And I remember uh, specifically Derek, I think it was uh, blog world in New York. I remember attending his session and that was, you know how you hear something quite a few times, especially if you are you or myself and you attend a lot of these events and you hear a lot of the same messaging and you know this stuff, but sometimes you're in the right place at the right time for it to really like hit home and be like, oh my God, I knew that. I absolutely need to be doing that, right? Um, (laughs) I remember him explicitly talking about 
you know, if you want to get a thought leader's attention, tell them you took their advice and then tell them the results that you got. And that's a really great point that you just made that you took their advice. You said, thank you. And here's what I've done. Have a great day. No expectations, but Mm -hmm. you feed, you don't, I guess you feed their ego, but it's not just that, you know, when you're so consumed with working on the internet sometimes, and you know, you're helping people, but you can't, you don't necessarily see their faces one-on-one all the time. Being able to measure impact on a very real and emotional level is nice for us. So getting to hear that, I mean, you're already so far ahead of a lot of people because some people don't even think to make that follow-up email and they would be uh, doing a service to their digital mentor uh, from afar. And actually, I just had a social on the Marketing Lifestyle Show, I think it was last week or the week before. And she all she did was email me and say, Hey, I'm making you a portrait of your dog because I paint animals. And also because I left my full-time job and so did my husband because of the advice that you gave and we're running a full-time business on painting as a passion. And I was like, Whoa, what? (laughs) Like, that's awesome. You know? And, And then she was blown away when I said, please be on my podcast. We have to talk about this, but she did exactly what you did. And she really took the advice, implemented it, and then took the advice to let them know that she implemented it and got results. So that's Mm -hmm. very cool. I mean, even, um, some, some of this happening kind of recently for you, um, in terms of being able to get in touch with mentors from afar at tropical think tank, like Lewis house, being able to kind of talk to him and say, Hey, like, thank you so much. And this is what I've been up to. And then like, maybe there's potential to work with him. He's always got something new and anytime there's a good designer out there, right? Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really, I mean, like, that's really cool. But um, speaking of Tropical Think Tank, how do you feel that that went for you? I mean, I know you were an attendee, but you're a great example of an attendee that has an amazing business already and is looking for um, more ways to expand and grow. And you have the luxury, I guess, luxury, you worked very hard for it, but it's a great luxury that a lot of your businesses just referral one-on-one. And Mm -hmm. um, you are trying to learn from people who have really grown their business online. So what was that like for you? Um. It was, like you said, that thing where you hear the message again and again, (laughs) and it's like, Joanna, you should be a content marketing by now, really. It's been a year. (laughs) Um, Oh, but it was just the most amazing week. I mean, who wouldn't love hanging out with all these amazing people in the sun, in an amazing resort, go for massages and... I know volleyball in the pool with John Lee Dumas and Lewis. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, it's a level of intimacy that I don't think you get with a lot of events, which is really cool that Chris Ducker puts that on and that, you know, speakers like me are willing to, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I mean, it was so amazing. I'm basically emailing Chris and I'm like, so did you get those, uh, feedback forms back yet? Cause I really want to hear what people thought of me and if I was a good speaker, cause it's good for me to grow, but it's also good for me to be like, Chris, I want to come back next year. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I know a lot of us were like, yeah, we should come back because we need more girl power. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can absolutely represent in that regard. That's not going away. (laughs) But no, what a, what a great, what a great event for that. What do you feel like 
aside from content marketing in general, what do you feel like your biggest takeaway was um, of something that you obviously have the ability to do and you have a great team that can help you? Um, that's really going to help you um, build your business with online marketing. What do you feel like was your biggest, okay, time to implement? Um, actually, it was more um, a personality thing that I got out of it. Um, and I heard um, Michael and Matthew talk about it and by the pool when they were recording a podcast yeah. for Michael O'Neill, Solopreneur Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, they were With talking Matthew about Matthew Kimberly, just to, just to refer yes. back to a previous marketing lifestyle show guest. <laughs> I totally took a selfie while they were doing that because I was like, "Look, my friend is on my other friend's podcast, and I'm witnessing it." You 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 jumped in. <laughs> I oh yeah, I was on the show too. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I think like they thought I was trying to get in there, but I really just wanted to take pictures so that. Michael could use it for the the blog post. And also I wanted a selfie, but that was it. Yeah. But I I tried. I tried. I definitely did. Well, what they were saying is that, you know, like, oh, this audience, there's a lot of great business owners in here. They just, they know this stuff. They just need the permission. Yeah. And I think that's, wow, that's powerful. It was um, because I'm very young and I always feel that people don't really, will not really take me seriously, but to be, um, surrounded by like the eight speakers and the 50 attendees, it was really a confidence boost um, and like a validation of my business that yes, I am putting out great work out there. And yes, I can just aim higher and higher each time. So I think that was the biggest thing I got out of it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. You could have just listened to that podcast though. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We had so much fun. I mean, you took that crazy picture of me on the beach when we were dancing with the Cebu like welcoming committee (laughs) and it was just such a blast. It was so fun. Um, but I, I kind of want to think about your business before you were at tropical think tank. So like I said before, a lot of referral based marketing. I mean, people just get great work from your design studio and they tell their friends and then your business grows, which is amazing. And it certainly helps with keeping and maintaining that very high level customer that you want to work with. But can you talk about how that started for you? Like, how do you get to a point where some of the biggest names in marketing and business are referring you work? Okay. Um, so very easy tactic. Anyone can implement. (laughs) I (laughs) would please dive in. (laughs) Um, well, how I first started was by commenting on one of Marie's videos saying, I would love to get into B-School. No way can I afford it on my salary. That's like not even how much I get a month. And But I need some freelance clients to do this. And I'm happy to do a really reduced rate. So this is when you had like a full-time gig. Job, yeah. Okay. Um, I started doing logos for very, very cheap. <laughs> but um, I was like, this is my goal. And people started warming to me and they're like, okay, well, you know, she's got 10 days to make $2,000. Who else can we refer business to? And oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was like a community effort. They were like, let's help her get into B school. And, um, so that's how it started was by being honest, saying, this is what I want to do. I can do it because I do it for big brands like CNN and Euronews, just not on my own. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next step was to reach out to um, Selena Sue, which I thought, okay, she's big and she knows a lot of people in the online marketing world, but she's not too big that I think she'd ignore my email. So I emailed her. I was very honest. And at the end, I said, I'm also a graphic designer. If you need any graphic design work as a thank you, I would be happy to work for you for free. Wow. Now, I know many people don't agree with this for free bit, but had I not done that, I wouldn't have been invited to go to New York to volunteer again for free <laughs> yeah. at her mastermind event where I met Derek Halpern, Lewis House, you know, um, who else is there? Ramit Sethi's so many big names. Yeah. And that was it. That was the only project I did for free. And that was what got me next to those people. And then, you know, you also have to make sure you do a good job and deliver and be professional, but all it takes is to reach out to one influencer. Yeah. Wow. That is, I mean, and I am somebody who does talk about, um, it's not, you're not necessarily doing something for free when you consider the value proposition on both sides, right? So no, there's not money exchanging hands, but look at how incredibly profitable that logo or whatever you did worked out for you. And she got what she needed and she helped you out. And, and now, you know, she's absolutely a, a great connector and probably still, um, getting good things out of working with you. So, I mean, that's such a great message. And it reminds me, even my start was, you know, I just need the work right now to prove myself. That's it. You give me the work, I'm going to prove myself and I'm going to grow from there. And the first project that I worked on, I approached a brand new company locally in Columbus and it was a magazine. So it was content. So that made it even more fun and easy. And it was a, you know, it was all about farmers markets and sustainability and in local food and all that fun stuff. So I was like, this is such a cakewalk. If they hired me, for, you know, for free, but just, you know, hire me to do their social media. I know they have zero budget. This is a free magazine and they're taking a chance on launching it here. All I need is this and I can grow from here. And that was my only free client. And that's okay. such a great message. I think people need to hear is that if you have to do something that isn't the quote unquote, what we usually do is, you know, that's what the salespeople kind of tell you to do and say, because then it helps you get into a mindset that there is a standard that you have and that you usually do. And you're not customizing everything for everyone. But if you're going to make that exception on somebody, have a game plan. Like when is the end date on this? Mm -hmm. And what are you expecting out of this relationship? And how much do you have to give in order to get what you need out of it? And um, that's exactly, I think, what you were able to accomplish, which is why the next, the next client is so easily paid and not mm -hmm. free in terms of money because you have been able to prove yourself. So I really, really... Um, appreciate you bringing that up because I know that that conversation is very difficult and a lot of people have different opinions on that. But I happen to agree with you on that one. Yeah. And, and again, just make sure it's um, you that wants to do it and not them that are trying to pitch you to work for them for free because right. if that happens, it's probably not 
<laughs> right. I mean, and and well, and all f- I think that they usually will say like, oh, we need to do it for free. But, you know, but, and obviously you need to hear the buts like, OK, but what? Like, what can you do? And if those things are to you actually um, worth something and are going to directly contribute to a goal, then maybe it's something that you consider. But again, I think you just end up having to be on the same page. And, um, I think that's really, I, I agree with you though. Cause most of the time if somebody's just coming to you and saying, uh, yeah, we just need it. We just need it for free. Trust me. I know what that's like when I first started a social media business in Columbus, nobody understood it here. It was extremely, um, new and exciting on the West coast, but in the Midwest, I think people were like, Oh, Facebook. Yeah. That's where I go to hang out or that's where my kids go to hang out or whatever. And, um, people, when they did realize businesses were using it, they figured it was a free platform. So the work couldn't cost that much. And so it was very hard to have clients locally. And then that, that did change, but my business started Mm -hmm. nationally, not locally. Um, I just picked one person to offer it for free, (laughs) but yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point. So talk to me about what you're excited about right now. What are you working on that you are just like over the moon about? Well, so it's actually, it actually comes from tropical think tank. Mm. Um, when James Tremco told us he was one of the speakers, I think you mentioned on the podcast already. Yeah. Um, so he builds his business around his hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He was so inspired. He, he like surfs for four hours every day. And of course, when you first start surfing, you can't surf for four hours. He did bring that up. <laughs> like, yeah, you go out there for like 10 or 15 minutes and you just hope you like can survive. And then you work your work your way up. But that was a hobby he wanted to have. And then he built his business around it in terms of time. That is such a fascinating thing to hear somebody say. Yeah. And, and he showed us a couple of tactics and... And then I was like, wow, I wish I had time for hobbies. I don't even remember what they were now. So. I know. Story of my um, life. Oh. So ever since I've been back, I've just been implementing everything I learned from him. And it's that's what I'm most excited about is that I see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Each day I implement a new system and I'm having to spend less and less time in my inbox, less time managing the little things mm-hmm. and more time for the big vision stuff and my hobbies. So a million questions from that. First, <laughs> what what has been most consistently um, the area of improvement that's helping you get to that? Like, is it email management? Is it um, better direction for your team? Like, what has been a big part of being able to make that happen in terms of scaling your time? Um, okay. So it's the, the thing we do like every day is we look at our, our process for a project from the very beginning to where did, where do the clients find us to how do they contact us? Um, what happens after that proposals, contracts, all of that. And then, each day we kind of pick one and we think, okay, how can we slim this down? How can we either automate this or make it easier to understand or have it not be done by me? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's just more of a big picture thing. Um, and email management has been huge, but it has come from 
implementing, you know, like time scheduler and um, autoresponders and things. So I think it'll be different for every business. But if you look at every little step and think, how can we make this better? How can we make this take less time or automate this? Then you'd be surprised at how just fixing one thing can free up a lot of your time per week. Absolutely. I mean, a really good example is one that you said in terms of, you know, using some sort of tool to schedule time um, rather than going through, you know, what's usually 10 times the, the first couple of emails to schedule an appointment just to find a date and a time. So that's, um, that's a really good piece of advice that I certainly have found a ton of time back in my life from. So do you actually, actually, I'm sorry, if I can add my favorite tool, Mm -hmm. um, to do this was time rescue. Okay. So you can, it tells you exactly like at the end of the day, how much time you spend in your inbox, how much time you spend in, well, in my case, in design software or Facebook or Skype. So I was amazed when I did that. I thought, oh, I probably spend around two hours a day on email and it was six. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really eye opening for sure. Big wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. I'll link to that in the show notes. I mean, how much do you, did you end up spending more time or less in the design tools? Um, more. <laughs> okay. That's good. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> trick question. Like <laughs> not sure if it was the other way around, not but sure also you should share that. Say that. Office, so I <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Um, my other, my other millionth question was, um, what are your hobbies? Okay. So right now I am, uh, going to the gym a lot to do Zumba. That's fun. I oh, love dancing. Oh, yeah. You love to dance. We heard that in the bio. Mm-hmm. And spending more time playing the piano. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I always wanted to get back to piano lessons. And I that's all I've been thinking about since I've been shopping for hobbies. I have literally gotten well, to a point where we, I'm shopping for hobbies. We did, <laughs> we did discuss this. And um, we're going to form a band. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. We're totally going to do that. <laughs> Well, you can play the piano. I I can't put myself on a timeline. But you know what? I um, your listeners know you have the most amazing voice. No. Well, maybe I don't really know. I think if she does, (laughs) just listen to me right now. You can tell. Uh, (laughs) No, I I think a while back, if you've been watching the videos and um, well, if you've been watching the videos for a long time, then you know that I did one music video in 2012 when Gary Vaynerchuk's Vaynerchuk book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. So when that book came out, that was the only time that I told the Savvy Sexy Social audience that um, I've been singing my whole life. It's definitely, it is quite the hobby. I guess I could tell myself that it is a hobby um, because it's, I just do it for fun. Like you see what I'm like, we were in the Philippines. How do you not do karaoke in the Philippines? You just do. So, uh, (laughs) when, when were you in there when we were doing karaoke, it was very brief because it was the less, you know, organized, uh, karaoke I've ever been to, but (laughs) it was still a lot of fun. And I just, I just own that because I know that that's, that's where the level of my voice is. And that's where I have the most amount of fun. I've done like the band thing before and it wasn't really like I liked it, but I also had not had a lot of practice public speaking. So when you don't practice a lot and you're just 
singing in front of people every once in a while and you don't get a lot of really good practice, it's you kind of can get like stage fright. So it wasn't really my thing, but karaoke and public speaking for whatever reason are just fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I exert energy in that way when it comes to my singing also in the shower or while putting makeup on. Um, that's pretty much how much time I spent singing, but yeah, you are going to play piano and I'm going to sing. And then what else were we going to get? Um, Michael O'Neill to play drums. drums. Yeah. Yeah. And And then we'll have Chris Ducker sing a little for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Ducker did the most amazing covers with Michael O'Neill on drums at tropical think tank. And it was just so fun to watch. I mean, they had a great cover band there. It was just like, it was killer. It was really It cool. was. And then there were fireworks. I don't know how anyone can beat that Okay. Do you know the funniest <laughs> part about the fireworks? And I hate to out them, but when we were getting off of the boats from the boating trip, everybody was walking over the fireworks, like to get off the dock. <laughs> so I was like, I'm pretty sure these are fireworks and I'm pretty sure they're for us. <laughs> Wow, I did not even realize so that. I, everyone was surprised, but I was like, oh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> but it was, I'm sorry, Chris. I just, I'm, I, I observed that and I don't observe things very often. So I just thought I'd say that out loud. Anyway, Joanna, I can't begin to tell you how excited I am that we met and that uh, we're going to be hanging out in New York in July very soon Mm -hmm. um, and that I'm going to come visit you in Portugal because I just want to. And hopefully you can come to Europe when um, I'm speaking uh, in London. Portugal is in Europe, but yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I meant to to say England. I meant to say England. I'm so bad about that. Anyway, but um, lots of great. So I tend to be able to see my international friends more regularly than like my, even my local friends because of just the way things work out. But, um, you do such amazing work and I'm so excited that we know each other and that I can, um, just help spread the word about, I just think it's so important to have good design on your side. And it's certainly something that I still need to work on myself. And when you have somebody that's just so in the know and really motivated by design truly, and therefore does such a great job for their clients, it's just really nice to be able to spread you around just like all those amazing, um, thought leaders have been doing. So I think you said you wanted to mention, um, uh, uh, something for the audience. Yes. Um, so as Amy said, like how you look is crucial to attracting the right client. And, you know, they're only going to want to invest in you if they've seen you've invested in yourself. Um, so I'm happy to do a 15 minute call, like website audit with your listeners um, to see how they can take their website design to the next level to make sure they're attracting um, their dream audience. And wow, if you that go is super to, nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll book a few slots per week. I'm not sure how many people I can help, but I'll do as many as I can. Okay, get in um, there, people. Get, okay, where should they go? <laughs> so they can go to my website, joannagalvao.com forward slash MLS. Should I spell that out? Will you put it in the show notes? No, I'm going to put it in the notes because I'm not going to 
butcher your name on, on, on the air. So joannagalvo.com slash MLS. And that will take you to a special way of scheduling an appointment with Joanna. Talk about your design, get an idea of what you need and what you're doing really well and what you're doing really wrong. Cause it's very important if you're trying to get people to convert in that social funnel that we talk about all the time, once they get to your online assets, we need to make it really easy for them to make that commitment, that conversion, that relationship start to happen. So check the show notes. If you want to check availability to chat with Joanna and Joanna, you're amazing. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me, Amy. What a doll face. Thank you so much, Joanna, for being here. I love, love, love what you're doing. I'm so excited to share it with the marketing lifestyle community and savvy, sexy social peeps of the world. Definitely go check out that link, people. What an amazing opportunity. I hope that you chat with her to see how she might be able to help. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I appreciate it. We will be back again on Monday with your usual Muse episode. And I look forward to bringing it to you on Monday, then, OMG, LOL, kind of a fun announcement coming on Monday too. Maybe that's why I'm the most excited. Why do I always have fun announcements? I just must have a really fun life. (laughs) Good news for you. Good news for me. See you next time.